listening to the bob and bo show here are your hosts ty bob ty bo and sean welcome back folks to the bob and bo show i am ty bob you uh no no ty bo we've already discussed this you've already seen the chief show uh if you haven't go back and listen to that um but he is away again this week uh, so Sean is with us though, so can't forget him. He'll he'll be here. Uh, missed the Chief Show, uh, gave us his pick though. Again, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to the Chief Show. It's already been out. Um, but man, we've got pretty good looking Week Seven here coming up. A lot of betting taking place. Everybody kind of knows where the teams are, so we are hoping you're out there making money. Um, there's a lot of news shaking up in the NFL world. A lot of shaking and moving. Uh, we'll start off with a little bit of news that's going on. First off, it is Dak Prescott will be returning as the Cowboys starting quarterback on Sunday per Bleacher Report. And he will not be wearing a brace on his thumb, which is really? very, very interesting. Hmm. It is his throwing hand, so it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for a brace to be there as it would be clunky and restrictive uh, uh, for his grip. Uh, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that he has it taped up in some way yeah would be my guess uh just can't be too tight that would inhibit him being able to actually grip it do you think this would be similar to uh russell wilson last year where he may have came back a little bit too early from his injury and really struggled it's a a little bit different because russell's issue was with i believe it was his ring finger it's either his ring finger or his middle finger um so you can kind of compensate from that a little bit uh, where this is the only portion of your hand that's cupping the underside of the ball. If you don't have that grip, it's game over. They held him out two weeks uh, uh, longer than he wanted to as well. Uh, you've been hearing the reports from Jerry World that Dak is ready to play, but Jerry is holding him out for that specific reason to make sure that he's okay. And we've are, you know, a lot of people have talked about this. You don't want to put Dak in against the Eagles and then lose and be like, oh, well, we should have stuck with Coop. Um, no, they kept, you know, there's a there's a couple things there. You ride the hot hand and you allow your starter to get fresh. So I, I don't foresee this being a, a Russell Wilson issue as he has too many issues outside of that commercial on his own. Man, what the a terrible commercial. Witch, the danger witch. I think you're right. I think he is just riding along with that awful cringe genre. Like he just yeah. knows that's what it is, and he's just riding along with it now. It's bad. That's all he can do right now. Well, folks, like I said, there's a lot of trade rumors going around here. We've already been across the Panthers. They've already traded Robbie Anderson to the uh, Cardinals, I believe. I don't know if he'll get the start um, this weekend. I would assume he is. I saw that he was going to try to go and play tonight. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. They play the Thursday game. So that'll be interesting. Only two days with the team and go in and get a start. Um, but they are also getting D-Hop back. So that will be interesting to see how it all plays out. Not including um, uh, uh, 
the Call of Duty campaign has been released. It's not online. It's not double XP, it's just the campaign. But we do know that Kyler loves his Call of Duty, so we'll have to see how that shakes out. Um, the Carolina Panthers have received from uh, at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL uh, has tweeted out that the, the Carolina Panthers have received uh, a lot of activity and interest from other teams with multiple trade scenarios for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it is clear, uh, unclear at this point in time, if he'll be dealt prior to the trade deadline. Uh, but there are several sources that have expressed the belief that it is advancing and could happen, which would be very, very interesting. We do know that he's not going to go for any less than multiple firsts if they put that out there. They did also say a guy like Brian Burns, their defensive end on a rookie contract, is off limits. But you also know that there's nobody who's off limits if the price is right. Yeah. Um, the Packers from at Michael Balco Jr. Um, are reportedly all in on the current Steelers wide receiver, Chase Claypool, who is on a rookie contract. He would fit into their system very nicely. Um, he just hasn't, he, he hasn't lived up to that hype after his rookie year. Uh, but at the same time, their quarterbacks are God awful. Um, that offensive line is God awful too. It's, it's just bad. Like Najee is playing bad. Everybody's playing bad. That team just needs to go up in flames. It's lovely to see. Uh, Dolphins, also from Michael Balco. Uh, the Dolphins are expected to trade Mike Gusecki by the NFL trade deadline. Uh, it was surprising to me that they decided to franchise tag him and then not utilize him in any way, paying him an absurd amount of money for a non-pass catching tight end, even though he is obviously a pass catcher. They're just not using him in that capacity with the new coaching regime. Uh, somebody out there is going to get themselves a 26-year-old making $10 million, ready to sign a long-term contract who can absolutely play. He needs to be up there. Again, I'm not ranking him. You already know my feelings on how good Travis Kelsey is. He is the number one tight end, but he is up there when utilized with Travis and Mark Andrews. There's no questions about it whatsoever. He is that good of a player. He just needs to be utilized like that, which not, not going to happen there. There's an interesting little piece going for a rookie on the trade block, or excuse me, second-year player on the trade block. Also from Michael Balco, wide Giants wide receiver Kadarius Tooney has been placed on the trade block. Somebody the Chiefs might should be looking out for. He is a fantastic talent when his attitude isn't poor and he's not injured. There's a combination of things going on right now in New York with Kadarius Tooney. Um, so – be looking for a little movement out there. Let's say, has he even played this year? He's played, I believe, in two games, minimal snaps. I have him on my dynasty league. I put him back on the taxi squad. He's also been battling injury, so that could be a portion. Although I think the Giants are just no idea what they're doing because he is before the season when everybody was healthy. He is their number one receiver. He is he is their best receiver. And then you lose Sterling. You're not playing Kenny Galladay, but you're paying him eighteen million dollars. And players start going down, and it's just the Giants at, for being five and one. That uh, that franchise is still quite a quite a large dumpster fire. Yeah. Sticking with another New York team, Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore has. Ask for a trade. He is very frustrated with his role and usage. This is coming from Ian Rappaport at Rapsheet on Twitter. 
Also, a funny little thing with this. Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown tweeted out, hashtag free Elijah. Old college teammates. Hate to see his, his old teammate, really good friend, struggling to be even used or utilized in New York. So that's really tough to see for them. Uh, they really don't like using him there for some reason. I think he has a lot of talent, but for some reason it's just not going too well for him over there. Another player that is on the trade block is a Cam Akers. Now, I don't really know what's going on with this whole entire situation in Los Angeles, but it seems like him and Sean McVay do not get along at all. He set out this past week. Uh, they're not ruling him out from returning to the team, but they are really, really trying to find a trade partner for him to see if he can get a fresh start somewhere else and just completely leave the Rams because that is not working over there for some reason. That is really interesting. Um, obviously coming off the injury, but he would need to expect as a player to like be temp- tempered a little bit. like yeah. Temper your expectations as fans – always but as a player coming off of an achilles tear like that's something that needs to be you know expectations a little bit um this has to be one of the uh, trade deadline time what like folks were like a little bit more than a week uh to the trade deadline i think it's a week and a half it's november 1st is the deadline um it's always a weird and crazy time with the rumors flying around. I don't remember a time in the last 20, almost eight years that there have been this many trade requests by players or to trade demands by players. Um, so close to the trade deadline. This is odd. And a lot of, like them being young guys as well. Like teams typically do not want to trade away uh, uh, guys with rookie contracts that is one of the most coveted assets in the entire league is just the contract itself yeah I think uh, this goes hand in hand with the NBA with how the players are requesting trades there player empowerment is the biggest thing right now they want to go somewhere else it's just it's a business they're going to find an opportunity somewhere else to get a better job better place to live everything like that they're finally putting their voice to where it needs to be at and trying to get where they want to go. Makes sense. Makes sense that the player empowerment's coming over. It's good to see. You like to see it. I think it really started with Deshaun Watson prior to to those issues that he had in the holdout. And then obviously uh, the issues uh, did not help his case, but he did have a lot of power to do what he wanted to do. Uh, and I think some other big name players are starting to take hold of that. Um, and a little bit of good news before we jump into the rest of the show, uh, Sports Illustrated on Instagram did release a little bit of information. The Philadelphia Eagles, Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata, and Lane Johnson will be releasing a Christmas album. There's no other information on this other than three big dudes jumping on a mic. It's a Christmas album. Is it going to be Philadelphia-themed Christmas? Is it going to just be Christmas? I don't know. I can't tell you how excited I am for this. I don't know how good these guys can sing, but I can tell you what. Lane Johnson, Travis Kelsey, I know those two guys out of the three. Super electric, very charismatic know how to get the people shaking and moving just with their words. I can't imagine how great it's going to be to be put against music. That's going to be phenomenal to listen to. 
that's going to be the uh, the album to listen to for Christmas this year. Wow. Calling it now. That'd be hot. That'd be hot. I'm going to need to see that record on your wall behind you at one of these points when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see about that. I'm not a big Christmas music <laughs> guy anyway, so. Unless it's Chance the Rapper's Christmas album, I'm generally not listening to it. Almost any Christmas music I'm not listening to. <laughs> well, folks, that's going to do it for news. So here is Sean with Just the Tips. Coming in hot with Just the Tip. Starting off with quarterbacks to start this week. Hey, Mr. Tua, I need your help pronouncing the last name, Ty Bob. Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. He is not on the injury report this week, and there are very clear indications that they're looking to start him this week against Pittsburgh. I, I don't know if I trust that. I don't know if it's a smart move for him, but if he plays, I'd start him. The talent, the talent and the players they have around him in Miami – it's a little too good to pass out. Next quarterback here, Dak Prescott. First game back, and what better way to do it than against the Detroit Lions? A great game for him to get his confidence back, really figure it out, get in line with his uh, receivers and whatnot over there. Look for him to have a big game. Little surprise here for another, the last quarterback, Matt Ryan. Never thought I'd be saying his name for quarterbacks to look out for, but... There are a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of teams on buys this week that are very strong candidates for players of the year and such like that. So look for Matt Ryan to pick up and have a great game. They're playing against Tennessee again. This will be their second time playing them this year. And they did not play the Jags well the first time. They played the Jags well the second time. I feel like they're going to play Tennessee very well the second time. And Matt Ryan knows how to play them since he just played them within the past few weeks. On to running backs here. Josh Jacobs is playing against the Houston Texans. Look for him to have a great game, run all over that defense. DeAndre Swift is coming back. They're playing Dallas. He's coming off a bye week. He sat out the previous two weeks before the bye week as well. Hopefully he's finally healthy. Look for him to have a big game. And last running back here, David Montgomery. They're going against the Patriots on primetime Monday night. Bears can't do anything besides run the ball. Might as well give him the ball 20 times, let him run it as much as he can. Hopefully get a few touchdowns there. Wide receivers here. We got T. Higgins. He's going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Look for them to focus in more on Jamar Chase and look for T. Higgins to have a big game. Cincinnati's really going to need him to come alive. DK Metcalf against the Los Angeles Chargers. You got two receivers up there, DK and Tyler Lockett, and looks like DK can and will go off against the Chargers. He's just a physical specimen, and if I was playing defense, I would want to stay far away from that man. Last wide receiver we have to start is Christian Kirk. Going up against the New York Giants, I feel like with the Giants defense, it's going to be a very low-scoring close game, but... Look for Christian to get a lot of targets, quite a few receptions, and a decent amount of yardage. Tight ends here. We got David Njoku going up against Baltimore. Always a great matchup. Uh, division rivalry right there. And Kyle Pitts against Cincinnati. They, Arthur Smith still does not know how to use Kyle Pitts, but he may figure something out this week. Quite possibly. On to Sidham for the week. 
We have, starting off with tight ends, Mike Gusecki against Pittsburgh. Tybot brought it up earlier. He is in trade rumors right now. You never know that's going to happen with him. And they just don't like passing the ball, especially if, to the tight end, especially if two starts. Look for them to go running back or wide receiver with Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle right away. Hunter Henry, sit him against the Chicago Bears. Looks like Mac Jones may possibly be back for this week. And if Mac Jones is the quarterback, sit all the receivers for the Patriots. Any receiving option. They're going to run the ball. Mac Jones is not going to pass the ball downfield. Wide receivers here. This is a player to watch early on in the year for me, but I'm going to have to sit him in this game. It is Drake London going up against Cincinnati. His numbers have declined rapidly over the past few weeks, and they are not passing him the ball as much, especially with Cordero gone, and they just can't seem to get him open and the targets he needs in that offense. Atlanta's fun to watch. Their offense is really good for some reason. I don't know how, but they're just not finding Drake London this week. Deontay Johnson, sit him against Miami. He has problems with his quarterback sitting. I don't know what it is, but he always has to have the hardest catches possible for himself. He's always making the amazing toe drag catches, and they're always just a little bit too far out of bounds. I don't see him having a big game at all. It reminds me a lot of Dwayne Bowe. Yeah, I can definitely see that. That what a, That's a great comparison right there. Last wide receiver here to sit here is Keenan Allen against Seattle. Seattle has a very good defense. It's more surprising than I thought it would be at the very beginning of the year, but that just does not look too well for Keenan Allen over there. Justin Herbert last week had trouble passing the ball against the Broncos, 57 passes, and you muster up 200-something yards. Not, not, not too good, man. Not too good at all. Running backs here, we got Tony Pollard. Going over against Detroit. I feel like this is the Dak show. Look for him to shine, throwing the ball. Not too much with Tony Pollard running the ball. Jamal Williams at Dallas. Looks like DeAndre Swift's going to be back this week. And look for DeAndre Swift to have a huge week. Jamal Williams may only get touches inside the red zone, and he has to score touchdowns to get some points there. Last running back here, James Robinson. We had him on the our running back rankings. It's not looking so good for the Jags anymore. They're struggling a little bit more over there, and against the Giants, with that solid defense they have right now, I don't see him doing too much this week. And everybody's favorite, Sidhams right now, the quarterbacks. You got to sit Tom Brady against Carolina. Division rival. I know Carolina's bad, but they're, they have a semi-decent defense that does a little bit, and they know Tom Brady. They see him twice a year. Hopefully they can stop him because all they, all that the Buccaneers are going to try to do is pass the ball. Jimmy G, porn star Jimmy, going up against Kansas City. They're going to be running the ball a lot in that game, and I don't see Jimmy G coming back and doing much. We got the Chiefs defense finally coming back a little bit better. Willie Gay will be back. Look for them to be flying all over the field and attacking Jimmy G as much as they can. And last quarterback to sit. You shouldn't even have him on your team right now, but Russell Wilson. Going up against the Jets. It's Russell Wilson, man. He's not dangerous. Not at all. You've seen the commercials. They are terrible. He looks 
like the corniest dude on earth. If he was not a professional athlete, I think we should actually be watching him a little bit closer. He's just not for me. I feel like with Russell Wilson, he came out this last game saying he got a little bit injured. And if it continues to decline the rest of the year, he's going to come out and say he's injured and sit out the rest of the year. Save up and really come back fresh next year. Try something new because it's not going well this year. He should. He's got the lat issue that they talked about, and then he did go in and get hamstring uh, MRI uh, earlier in the week, right after their Monday night game. Um, <laughs> not good. I saw a quote about it. I, I don't remember where I saw it now, but it was saying, Russell Wilson is hurt. This is a real injury. It's like, <laughs> you shouldn't be saying that about a guy. No, you should not. Um, I did want to go back and do you, do you have any more? Uh, no, that was all nope. just the tips. That's just the tips. Well, I did want to go back and uh, go over the Tua thing as well. I, I had to look it up while you were, uh, while you went on from field Yates in an ESPN plus article that he wrote. Tua is expected to be back after a two game absence. Yeah. He is cleared concussion protocol. He is back practicing. There are videos all over. You can go find him. I'll post the, this article up uh, that uh, Field Yates wrote, but he is expected to be back. Him and Dak. Man, I, Dak's fine to be back, but Tua, after seeing that, he even said he does not remember getting hit or getting carted off the field. It is a grade three concussion, folks. That is out generally for two months. This is this is the NFL, man. This they don't care. Ah, yeah. oh, that 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 hurts to think about. That's not yeah. good. Well, let's go into a little bit lighter news because we've got a little bit of a power ranking here. This is our candidates for awards at the end of the season. We're doing them a little early because, man, these these guys are just standouts. Um, this time we will start with coach of the year sean take it away we're only going to give you three names right here we're going to keep it a bit short and sweet these are the top names that we think will get coach of the year and so far starting off with number three nick sirianni for the philadelphia eagles what they've been able to do this year has been amazing and he's kept them undefeated so far through six weeks what more can you say about that number two here robert salah new york jets at the beginning of the year, nobody thought the Jets would have the record they have right now. He is really getting those guys to play for him very well. And he is keeping receipts for everybody who doubted the Jets. you got to love that for your coach. They're really buying in there. And the number one obvious choice for coach of the year right now, Brian Dayball, the New York Giants. Nobody thought he would be having this team 5-1 and one through six weeks with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. But here we are. The guys love him there. What more can you ask for Coach of the Year? Just top of the list right now. We will jump down to our MVPs. And in uh, for an honorable mention, because defensive players typically do not make it onto this list, uh, is going to be Micah Parsons. Uh, he should be up there. However, we know the media likes to go with quarterbacks, most specifically, but if not, offensive players before anyone else. So he is going to get an honorable mention from us at the Bob and Bo Show. In three, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's been uh, playing very, very well. 
if you take Patrick Mahomes out of this Chiefs offense, you know that it's going to collapse and go back into the barren years that it's had for so long before he was there. Um, number two is got to be Jalen Hurts. He has played out of his mind, running the ball, passing the ball. Uh, he has taken a massive step up from where he was last year. However, neither of these guys so far through six weeks compared to Josh Allen, who's at number one. He is 20 yards under 2,000 through six weeks. The next closest quarterback to him is Matt Ryan and Patrick Mahomes. He is more than 200 yards passing above both of these quarterbacks. His completion statistics are amazing. His uh, touchdown to interception ratio is amazing. He right now, if the season ended, would be walking away with the MVP. Moving on to Offensive Player of the Year. At number three, we have Justin Jefferson. What else can you say about that? Justin Jefferson is a beast. He is probably one of the top receivers in the league, if not the top. Out of six games this year, he only has two games where he has not recorded over 100 yards receiving. And I believe he was in third, was it? Third for receiving yards uh, on the he year? Is, uh, yeah, he's. I believe he's uh, either third or fourth. I believe he's uh, fourth, but only two yards behind the third uh, place. No, excuse me. I'm sorry. He is in third. Diggs is just above him by two yards. Yep. 46 receptions, 46 receptions, 654 yards compared to Diggs at three, 49 receptions, 656 yards. So definitely getting a lot of production with a lot less uh, receptions than some other players. Look, Love to see that for him. Number two, Saquon Barkley. He is the Giants offense. He's running... Wildcat, he is scoring the ball. He is looking healthy as ever. That's the guy you want on your team right there. And number one, Tyreek Hill. Hate seeing him go. He's still having a great year over there in Miami, but ah, a lot of hard feelings towards Tyreek, but number one. Of the games that he has over 100 yards receiving, it's always going to be over 150 no matter what. Last week against Minnesota, without Tua, he had 12 catches for 177 yards. If you can do that with your backup quarterbacks, who could stop you? Flop, man. 701 yards leading all receivers by nearly 100 yards. Uh, it's, it's a lot. He's... On, fi on 50 catches. Good night. Yeah, no, number one, un undisputed if the season ends today. We'll move on to our defensive players of the year. Uh, we're going to start off at number three with Max Crosby. I think he's tied for second right now with six sacks. He's yep. got, I think, somewhere around the likes of over uh, uh, roughly around 50 uh, tackles. Um, like, man is doing it all. You saw exactly what he did against the Kansas City Chiefs and Andrew Wiley. Uh, that has not stopped at any point of this season. Uh, and he deserves to be up there. Number two is going to be Jordan Poyer. Uh, one of the crazy things was is he uh, drove, he had to drive to Kansas City to play that game. He was not cleared by doctors to fly due to pressure uh, because he had cracked ribs. So he had to drive 15 hours to Kansas City and 15 hours back. He obviously didn't drive himself. Um, but 
he's got, I, I believe, uh, five interceptions, four, four or five interceptions. Uh, he, he's out there making plays, passes defended, is up there tackling. It, he is playing fantastic and deserves to finally be recognized for how good of a player that he is, usually overshadowed by Micah Hyde, uh, who is out for the season. Uh, and number one, Obviously, it's got to be Micah Parsons. He is uh, tied for second with six sacks. He's only half a sack behind the leader right now. He is doing all the work, pressures, uh, uh, QB hits, tackles, passes defended as a defensive end. Like you, you name it, he is out there making all offenses have to have to zone in on him and keep him away from the play at all costs. And that will do it for our candidates for after the season reward or awards. Um, now we'll jump into our games of the week. Like we said earlier, Tybo is gone. I'm going to go ahead and say his game of the week for you. Personally, I have no idea why he chose this game. It does not look that good for me. But he chose the Atlanta Falcons versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm really confused why he chose that. One of the main reasons I can see why is because the Bills and the Eagles are both on a bye week this week, so he can't pick them. So why not pick somebody else? I guess the Falcons offense is fun at times. Bengals are still the Bengals. You, who knows what you're going to get with them. But it really confusing that this, he had the first pick for game of the week, and this is the game he chose. It's a little surprising. It's uh, I, the, the only thing that I could think of why he chose this game is the Bengals defense has been piss poor, and the Falcons offense has been gaining momentum. I could see this, why he chose this game. If the Bengals continue on their trend defensively and the Falcons continue on their trend offensively, this could be a high-scoring game. Yeah, that's about it, though. I am <laughs> um, going to pick the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, both of these teams playing kind of poor. We know that the Ravens can be good. Browns defensively are fairly solid. Uh, and not too many weeks away now from having Deshaun Watson come back. This could set up how this division is going to turn out uh, from a result of this game because uh, everybody in that division is super, super close at three and three or two and four. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Can the, can the Ravens keep a lead? If they get one at all, um, it's, it's going to be a good one because of just how strong that rivalry is. Uh, and and Miles Garrett has been back, and and hopefully we can get him back on the right track uh, to how good of a player he is as well. And that leaves me with the final game of the week, and that is going to be Jets versus Broncos. You told me at the beginning of the year that the Jets would be four and two, and the Broncos would be two and four. I would have called you a liar, but here we are. That's their records. I could have swore they would have been switched at this point at some point or another. Broncos defense is very solid. That offense, though, was terrible. They sat Melvin Gordon last game. They say he's going to be started for this game. I don't know how long that'll last. He'll have some fumble issues. But look for this to be a semi-low scoring game. And I just want to watch the Broncos self-destruct again. Nothing beats that. When that happens. Nothing beats that. One of the greatest things. Well, folks, that's going to do it for our games of the week. We've got Falcons, Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Jets, Broncos, which leads us into this week's Pick'em. As you know, Tybo is still our leader. I am still our loser, which puts Sean right in the middle so far. This is fairly close, so these games are going to really, really start to matter for us just as much as it does for the guys out there playing. 
We have already picked our Cardinals Saints game. If you have not listened to that, go back and listen to our NFL recap show from Wednesday. So we will start off with our first noon game on the Sunday. That is the New York Giants headed into Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars, who are a three-point favorite what? in this game. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Tybo here has picked the Giants to win this game. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to go with the Giants as well. I think that's going to make three of us. This Jags team is, is a little I – don't, I don't know how they're favorites. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. We'll move on to the next game at, in the noon hour. We've got the Detroit Lions. They're going to be heading into Jerry World, taking on the Cowboys, who are bringing back Dak and are a seven-point home favorite. Uh, Tybo here has taken the Cowboys to come away with the win. Yeah, I don't trust the Lions defense, even though they're coming off a bye. At Dak's back. Give me the Cowboys. It's going to be an interesting game to see how he knocks the uh, Dak knocks the rust off, but uh, you guys are 100% right that that Lions uh, defense is just awful. Uh, next game in the noon hour will be the Tampa Bay Bucks headed into Carolina to take on the Panthers, who are 11 point dogs in this game. Uh, Tybo has taken the Bucks. I thought you were going to say the Panthers there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Bucks as well. Uh, Tom Brady is just too good. We are the same through three games of Sunday's Damn. noon hour. And we will move on. We have got the Green Bay Packers headed into Washington to take on the Commies, who are a four-and-a-half-point dog. Tybo here has taken the Packers. Oh. Damn. Every team I every every game I want to pick one. You always lead in with that. I think you're picking the other team for him, but I'll let you go first next round. Uh <laughs> damn. Carson Wentz is out. That can mean great things. Taylor Heineke's back in for the commies. I think the Packers are struggling a little bit. They lost to the Jets last week. That's ugly. But Commies defense is just not good. Give me the Packers. The defense is bad. I think Heineke's going to come out and light it up. Um, you can't count Aaron Rodgers out against bad teams. No. Next game in the noon hour, we've got the Atlanta Falcons. It's game of the week for Tybo. The Atlanta Falcons heading into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, who are six-and-a-half-point favorites here. Give me the Tigers. Tybo will also take the Bengals. So close. Uh, mm, you know what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I got to start making waves here, folks. The Falcons are going to come out with a win here. We will go on to our almost last game in the noon hour. We've got another game of the week. The Cleveland Browns headed into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens here are a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Damn. Six and a half points isn't double digits. They may not get a double digit lead, so they can't choke that away, right? That's true. Give me, give me the Ravens. And that'll make it three for the Ravens as Tybo and myself <laughs> will take the Ravens. <laughs> Making it a pretty quick pick here. 
Uh, we'll go to our final game in the noon hour. We've got an AFC South showdown where the Indianapolis Colts will be heading into Nissan Stadium in Tennessee to take on the Titans, who are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, I'm trying to blank here. Did the Titans win last time? Uh, yeah, they did. They did, yes. 24-17. Give me the Colts. Wow. Tybo has elected to take the Tennessee Titans, and I will take the Colts. Uh, they're kind of getting some momentum back. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, I believe, is back this week. I uh, believe if so, not, yeah. he's very, very close to being back, but I believe this is his first week back from injury. Uh, so hopefully they'll finally learn to utilize him like they did last year. You think, but no. We will jump to our first 305 game. It is the last game of the week for us here on the Bob and Bo Show. The New York Jets heading into Denver to take on Dane Russ Wilson and the Broncos, who are a one-point favorite at home. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And that is going to be a Jets across the board as we will <laughs> all pick them to defeat the lowly, awful Broncos uh, hopefully no one has to eat an awful danger danger witch. Uh, Never. I don't want that. I don't want it. Our second 305 game will be the Houston Texans who head into Vegas and take on the Raiders. The Raiders here are six and a half point favorites at home. Mm. The battle of two terrible teams. And Devontae Adams is still going to be playing no matter what until at least mid-November. So give me the Raiders. Ibo has decided that he will take the Texans in this game. I will also take the Raiders. They're one in four, but like we've talked about in the past, their point differential was only five. I haven't checked on their loss last week. Um, so it, they're bad. They're just not as bad as the Texans. Yeah. Now we've already picked the first 325 game, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers on the Chiefs podcast. Make sure you go back and listen to that one. So we'll jump to our last 325 game where the Seattle Seahawks will head into SoFi and take on the Chargers, who are a five-point favorite at home. The Chargers are going to charge her. Give me the Seahawks. Wow. Tybo has also taken the Seahawks. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, give me the same picks again. Uh, you know what? I, I thought about it. I was going to take the Chargers. Um, here's the thing, though. Chargers defense has been poor. Um, that the, the last game that they played against the Broncos is not indicative of how good they are. That's just indicative of how bad the Broncos offense actually is. Uh, they had, like, no takeaways in that game. Their special teams has been poor. Herbert's got cracked ribs. The Seahawks are bringing in uh, Kenneth Walker uh, for for as their starter. He could be RB1 by the end of the season. We'll just have to see how these things kind of play out. They've got some things cooking in Seattle. Um, so we will move on to our Sunday night game. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers headed into Miami to take on Tua and the Dolphins. Uh, who are a seven-point favorite at home. Man. So this is a crazy stat I didn't know until earlier, but last week with the Steelers' win against the Buccaneers was their first win without T.J. Watt. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And they still almost lost it. Yeah. So don't expect them to get their second win without T.J. Watt this week. Give me the Dolphins. 
I'm also going to take the Dolphins as Tybo takes the Steelers and a loss on this game, as he undoubtedly will. We'll wrap it up with our Monday night game of the week. It is Justin Fields and the Bears heading into Gillette Stadium to take on, I'm assuming it's still Bailey Zappi as the starter for the New England Patriots, who are an eight-point favorite at home. It's tough because Mac Jones is questionable for the game. Damn, I don't know, man. You got to ride with a hot hand. Look at what Dallas did. It would be very, very dumb to bring in Mac Jones and get him injured against this Bears team uh, or take a loss against this Bears team knowing that your fans are just going to turn around and tell you you screwed up. Looking at it right now, Mac Jones was questionable at practice today. Please, please, Bill Belichick, start Bailey Zappi. You're going to win if you start Bailey Zappi. Give me the Patriots. And that'll make it three for the Pats as Tybo and myself will also take them. It's a pretty closely contested week. It's going to come down to a couple of games on who are winners and losers. Uh, and hopefully it's neither of you jokers. <laughs> it definitely won't be Tybo. It definitely won't be Tybo. Man picked the Texans to win. What is he doing? He picked the Saints tonight too. What is he God. doing? I forgot he picked the Saints. <laughs> Well, folks, that is going to do it for the NFL Week 7 pregame show. Make sure to check us out on Twitter and YouTube, Bob and Bo Show. I will make sure to be putting up all of those tweets um, that we mentioned earlier throughout the show, so be on the lookout for those if you watch us on YouTube. But most importantly, never forget, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!